Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. A while back, I wrote a column about Brandon Johnson, mayor of Chicago, freaking out and having panic attacks. And I used Edvard Munch's The the Scream to illustrate it. But there's no gobbledygook coming from Austin Berg of the Illinois Policy Institute, who's watching his every move. And Austin's here on the Chicago way. So where are you as Johnson prattles on about speech after speech, gobbledygook after gobbledygook? Covering it up, it's like Bartholomew and the Ublek, the story when I was a little boy of a little child covered in Ublek, green Ublek. You're on the Chicago way with me, John Cass of John Cass News, Jeff Carlin, executive producer, WGN Radio, and of course, Austin Berg of the Illinois Policy Institute. So this is a guy who lives high on the hog and he has this Tammany Hall style attitude to power. And um, it is, it's the Chicago way, absolutely. Look, the, the, the Chicago way is a deep cultural phenomenon. It's the Chicago way. The Chicago way, that's the focus. In a tower by the river, there lived a man. There was a man who took a stand with pen and paper in his hand. Defeating foes in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword. No escape from his ink lasso in a tower by the river. Castle. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And here we are with Austin Berg from the Illinois Policy institute welcome austin how's it going today it's going great thanks for having me on guys yeah you're having a much better day than brandon johnson i can assure you that um you know i I love getting austin on with the podcast here john because he does a great job at dissecting um a lot of what the ctu is doing and a lot of the failures of of that organization and well i we would consider them failures i'm sure they consider them wins they would not consider themselves a failure they control the city of chicago right they're right. in charge. Right? Yeah, exactly. But as we were kind of ta- talking about what we wanted to touch, because you and I, John, have touched, you know, broad strokes, Stacey Davis Gates' never-ending oh, yeah. hypocrisy. But uh, something else jumped out this week that I, I don't didn't see coming. And clearly, I can't imagine Brennan Johnson saw it coming because I don't think he sees anything coming. Uh, but we're talking about the shot spotter technology that he apparently did away with without telling the company exactly i'm not sure uh, dawson do you want to pick it up from there absolutely well it was rolled out so poorly that it's actually kind of hard to understand so i'm happy to enlighten everybody about it so there's really two two questions about shot spotter one is is this technology a good idea that's one question and those battle lines are being drawn way too black and white in my opinion like if you if you think shot spotter can be improved then you hate police uh, if you think ShotSpotter is the best thing in the world, then you, uh, you know, you're a copagandist or something. Um, it's ridiculous. And we can get into the actual technology and why, why this decision was so premature. 
The second is the actual rollout of the decision to end it. So let's let's start there. Yeah, let's start let's start with that because that's that's the hot news right now. Well, when was the promise made that he would get rid of it? The promise was made for, to get rid of it for, from Brandon Johnson during the campaign. Yeah, and you guys will remember he would right. go out on panels and say we need to stop this, and then uh, in uh, sort of a um, foretelling of what was to come in terms of the administrative competence of this mayoralty, the. The contract with ShotSpotter was extended very early on in his term in the summer. And everybody said, why was this extended? And the mayor's aide blamed auto pay for it being extended. <laughs> That's right. So that was a $10 million um, contract extension just on auto pay, similar to you know your Hulu subscription. Right. So, uh, so it was extended. And the end of that contract is happening. We're taping this on Friday the 16th. The contract ends midnight tonight. Friday right. the 16th. So Brandon Johnson went out to media on Tuesday, had this press release, talked to media saying, I'm delivering on my promise to end shot spotter, but we are extending it for six months through the summer and through the Democratic National Convention, and then it will end in September. And he said that publicly without having the contract signed for the extension. Mm-hmm. In other words, he gave away the city's all the city's leverage in order to cut a deal with ShotSpotter. So they could come back and say, well, we're tur- we don't want that deal. We're turning it off on Friday. Right. Or they could say, yeah, we'll have a deal, but you know, quadruple the price, right? right. So he didn't have that contract signed. Uh, and then yesterday it was revealed uh, publicly for the first time that ShotSpotter is rejecting right. his extension. Of deal. course, perfect. Right. Yeah, because they only spent the last week or months completely bashing them and telling them that it's a racist institution or whatever. So Jeff... Jeff Carlin and Austin Berg, are you telling me that the administrative failure of Brandon Johnson couldn't have been foreshadowed? I thought <laughs> I remembered some guy, some guy like former broken down newspaper man from the lives in Indiana was saying that if that Brandon Johnson doesn't have the management chops to do what he's doing and I, what are you saying that he did that he had the management chops or that the world is against him and chicago and they're basically all supremacists of some evil sort and chicago and they're basically all supremacists of some evil sort and meet together in a along a huge mahogany table where they decide the the future of the city and the people of chicago not quite. And I think Brandon Johnson is uh, sitting increasingly at a table with himself and Stacey Davis Gates. And that's really what we saw over the last week. Yeah. Table for two. Table for two. Yeah. Table for two. I, that's the thing I've been. Not only has Johnson kind of just been all over the place, you know, talking out of both sides of his mouth. Right. I mean, I will say it looks like he's lost some weight since he started. So I can't imagine he's having sleepful nights. But Austin, what what has been the pushback? I mean, what has been the response from people when they ask him, you know, what's going on? It's been sort of a blank, a blank stare, a furrowing of the brow and uh, meandering through a response. Um, and Brandon Johnson typically is is a pretty great orator. Right. Um, you know, he, he's and he, personal. Personally, everybody says he's a really likable guy. He, he may be very nice, but uh, he comes from an institution that has no interest in governing. 
Um, it has no interest actually, even in its own name, the Chicago Teachers Union. It's not a project about Chicago. It's not a project about teachers and it's not really a union. They spend 17 cents of every dollar on teacher representation. They're the largest political spender in Chicago and their goals are not restricted to Chicago. They are statewide and nationwide. After their 2012 strike, they were exporting people in red t-shirts to go do wildcat strikes in Arizona and California and West Virginia. And I will say to the people in Chicago and Illinois, and I would love to get into sort of the progress that's been made on this since we last talked about the CTU and public opinion of them. Oh, um, you you are all on the front lines of a very important challenge to expose the nation to what happens when you let a radical political machine and institution that is Chicago Teachers Union that is spreading across the country take actual power. Um, and we, we all play a very important role in that. Well, the, you know, the Cook County president, Tony Preckwinkle, should be available for comment during the um, Democratic president, should be available for comment during the convention. Do you think anyone's going to go up to her and, and pose the questions that Austin Berg from Illinois Policy Institute just posed? Like, how in God's name do you partner up with the teachers union that is hell-bent on destroying the city where we're having the convention? Nobody's learning. Children aren't learning. No one can figure. No one can do math. I don't know who you hire. How can you hire people like this? How, you can't hire them. I think those questions are increasingly being asked. And I've actually been very heartened by the fact that you even saw in the press conference with Mayor Johnson yesterday that he's getting absolutely grilled on that front. And Tony Preckwinkle was being very smart <laughs> in aligning herself with J.B. Pritzker yeah. rather than Brandon Johnson. And remember, CTU was Tony Preckwinkle's biggest backer against Lori Lightfoot. They were really the only people who stood with her after the Burke scandal. Mm -hmm. And they expected that to pay off down the road. And now she is discarding of Brandon Johnson. What I am hoping to see, and we are already seeing signs of this, is that as more people become educated about the true nature of that new political machine, that they, they will become like the Madigan question. And if you remember, everybody thought, you know, and John, you've done more work on this than anybody. Everyone thought Madigan would only leave office in handcuffs or a casket. And he left office because his own colleagues voted him out. And that was because for the first time, they were more afraid of their constituents than they were of Madigan. And we're seeing what I'm hoping to be the first signs of that happening with the Chicago Teachers Union, where every local and state official is being asked, are you on the side of your constituents or are you on the side of the Chicago Teachers Union and Brandon Johnson? And that is becoming increasingly toxic. It's amazing. I mean, we, we've talked about this le kind of leading up to the the election last year and, and Johnson and the idea that, you know, the CTU has been pushing and pushing and pushing to gain more power in the area, in the city. And and finally, they got their guy and they got the city hall mm. and the dysfunction that is CTU is now just just completely evident on display for the whole world to see that how it's all smoke and mirrors to take other people's money and spend it on however they want. And 
can you walk us through some of the the CTU's you know misgivings? I mean, we're talking about a group that's spending trips or sending people to go down to Venezuela and and see how socialism socialism is working down there, and who have been paying every kid, every person who teaches in a school in Chicago is considered a a little you know, activist or a, a young up and coming you know card carrying member of of the party. And now the city hall is things are just uh, it's like a clown car after clown car leaving that place. Mm-hmm. So we when we last spoke, it was around when we released our documentary, Local One, mm-hmm. which people can watch at Chicago Teachers Union dot com. And actually, I was talking about that uh, to several people the other week. And they said, wait, do you guys own Stacey Davis Gates dot com? And I said, hey, that's a great idea. So we also, <laughs> if, you go, if you go to Stacey Davis Gates dot com, you can also watch the documentary. Amazing. Um I, I was speaking to someone who was in the Rahm Emanuel administration. They talked to me about when they were doing public polling uh, on the Chicago Teachers Union consistently, and this number would not move, 65% of Chicagoans were in favor of the Chicago Teachers Union. And that number was dead fast. And it makes sense, right? Like yeah. all Chicagoans love Chicago, they love teachers, and they love unions, right? It should poll on par with rainbows and puppies. <laughs> um, and in January, around January, February, when we last, uh, when we were speaking about local one, they were plus 17 in public polling. So that means 17% of uh, uh, the, the number of people with a favorable opinion of CTU minus unfavorable, the net is plus 17. Jeez. We polled again at the end of last year after we ran this, this full education campaign. We have mm. been talking uh about the Chicago Teachers Union, their influence on politics, their ideology, the results in the schools. Millions of people have watched that film or clips from it. I just checked Stacy Davis Gates. You can see it. You can see it. And uh, now, now just 37% of Chicagoans have a favorable opinion of the CTU. 37% favorable. They're minus nine. Brandon Johnson is the least popular incoming mayor in the history of Chicago with 28% of people approving of him. So people are waking up. Unfortunately, at the same time, you guys, at the same time that people are waking up, the Preckwinkle, Davis, whatever it's called, machine or broken machine, is a poised to elect a, a successor to the terrible... Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox, the Soros-appointed Kim Fox, and they're going to want to put in uh, Clayton Harris III, and I I don't know his opponent well at all, but I do know that he says, we don't have to change anything from what Kim Fox is doing. So, okay, our kids aren't being educated. The kids aren't, if Chicago won't be educated under the regime, but the regime still continues to threaten the safety and uh, well, well, uh, well-being of the people of Chicago, particularly minority women who are victims of violent crime. Yes? No? Any reaction to that? Yeah, the state race is very interesting, and what we're going to see, that, that, that election is in a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, the turnout, if you guys will remember, in the mayoral race was 35 percent, mm-hmm. about a third of Chicagoans voted. What I'm hearing projected for this primary election, because right at the top of the ticket, what are you 
actually voting for as a primary voter, right? Yeah. In, in Illinois next month, nothing. You, you, you're not affecting any national politics. The turn is going to be 18 to 20%. Hmm. And that's Which, where the machine really, right. really thrives, right? Um, being able to turn the people The CTU is, is very happy with that number. That's right. I think last time we talked or last time we were, you, you and I may have traded texts on this, but the, the idea that Stacey Davis Gates is, is pretty much everything she says, just assume the opposite. Like I live in <laughs> Chicago. Uh, no, you don't. I'm, I'm uh, qualified to do anything. No, I'm not. I'm doing great with all the, the finances of this, uh, or this fine oh, institution. No, you're not. Like, can you give us me some of the examples of this? Because and, and tell us does in her, in her home in Indiana, right. Mm-hmm. Does she have sumptuous wood floors? <laughs> John, I was uh, I was thinking of you when we released that piece on Indiana, and I should have texted you that news first before we, because it was truly an incredible irony that the person whose entire mantra is that the rich don't pay their fair share was right. taking an illegal <laughs> homestead exemption on her second home uh, in Indiana. And it's the same thing with her fair share right on her water bill. She is who's making around $300,000 a year from various union posts and is not is delinquent on a $5,000 plus water bill. Um, she obviously, as you guys have Unbelievable. Sent, her, sent her own child to a private school mm-hmm. while fighting to destroy that opportunity for other children. And most recently, that hypocrisy came in the form of, and you'll see, I, I expect Brandon Johnson to do this more and more, um, as Lori Lightfoot did throughout her term. Stacey Davis Gates has done it forever where any fair legitimate criticism of her is framed as violence, harassment, and bullying. And sure enough, uh, there was a police report uh, on a principal who had to call the cops because Stacey Davis Gates was in his school telling teachers that they should punch him in the face oh. for what he did. Um, Wait, who's the misogynist now? Jeez. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's... On, I mean, I, I, it's almost like, you know, like there's this idea, the idea that you, you bury the media or bury your opponents in in stories and scandals so they can't really figure out what's going on. I wish that was the case. I wish that the, that the CTU and Brandon Johnson and the Tony Preckwinkles of the world were that well thought out that this is that. And maybe they are. Maybe there's some crazy, terrible thing we don't know coming down the pike that that they're going to announce all of a sudden, you know. Everybody is, is part of the Socialist Party. You can't change it. If you live in Chicago, you can't get out. Whatever it is. I, I just, I can't wrap my head around how just dysfunctional it is. And well, aren't they protected? Aren't they? Well, basically, Austin is making a, a thing of it yeah. and carrying the weight, carrying the water now, carrying the fight to them. But what about the rest of the media? What about the Tribune and the Sun-Times? Are they... Are they, is she being held to the, those standards that we held public officials to before? Or is she being defended as they defended surreptitiously the Chicago Teachers Union when they would strike and destroy standards and strike again and again and again? I, I would say, of course, in, in especially in education reporting, um, Stacey Davis-Gates has been treated with kid gloves for five years plus. But what people are starting to see in political reporting is that um, the media understands that the person who is the single person who is most responsible for Brandon Johnson's administration and him becoming mayor is Stacey Davis Gates. And she's appearing in more and more stories. 
And the more she is asked to comment on things, um, the crazier the responses become. And I think some some media uh, members of the media are 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 getting that. Um, and it's not like uh, this person has great relationships with people who might be critical of her. And so we're seeing that sort of in the media. But they're they're also they even if they don't know her, they are wed to a leftist ideology that prevents them from condemning the and showing the teachers union for what it is. People that uh, flourish under this system in that brilliant documentary that you did, Local One: The Rise of America's Most Powerful Teachers Union, full film. Uh, I think I recommend everyone see it because you'll see people like uh, Mr. Pollock involved there, and uh, and Stacy Gates and Sharkey and uh, America's sweetheart, uh, the former and late president, and all of them together are part of a ideology that uh, is respected by many in the media, broadcast and. Uh, and print, and I wonder, Austin, as a token conservative on some uh, podcasts or shows, <laughs> how, does, how does that make you feel? Because I, I, the water's warm, you know, and the boat's the, the 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 bath is large enough for you two, you and me, and I don't know, maybe even Jeff might poke his. <laughs> his toe in these waters what do you think hey man i so i totally get where you're coming from and this you know i'm i'm from the content and marketing game and the reason i care about that so much and the reason that uh i really care about the work at illinois policy is that 10 for 10 plus years we have realized that in order to get uh, our message out to chicagoans and to illinoisans that we should never have to rely on any legacy media Right. And that's why we've built a megaphone that on these issues is bigger than any legacy media outlet. If you look on Illinois Policy's Instagram right now and you go to the reels and you look at our last 20 reels, those have more views. There are 17 of those 20 are about Brandon Johnson and the CTU. They get more than 100,000 views on average per post. That's more than ABC7. That's more than Fox 32. That's more than CBS. That's more than NBC. Mm-hmm. Our email list that goes out every single morning is bigger than WBEZ, Sun Times, and Tribune morning email lists combined. Um, so we don't have to really. Re- I, my honest answer to you is that I don't pay much mind to it, and it's great Perfect. if people want to cover these these issues fairly. But we've done our we've we are doing our jobs uh, regardless and being successful at moving public opinion. Uh, not an easy lift, that's for sure. Walk us through. How do I sign up? I'm a, I'm a <laughs> old guy who doesn't understand this this media <laughs> electronic stuff. How do I how do I get involved in it? Just go to illinoispolicy.org. You can sign up for our newsletter very easily there. You just click that sandwich bar at the top, say newsletter, sign up, and you'll be signed up there. I will say too, in terms of actions people can take, on March nineteenth. There is a Brandon Johnson tax on the ballot. If you live in Chicago, uh, he's calling it a mansion tax. As we talked about, um, it is the opposite. (laughs) It taxes almost everything except mansions. Uh, It taxes all property when it's transferred that's worth over a million dollars, and it'll have horrible effects on renters and the real estate market in Chicago. So you should vote against that for sure. And then um, 
finally, I love talking to the numbers on this stuff. And I, I love educating people about the history and the truth about this institution. But ultimately, uh, personally, I know this is true for both of you guys, too. I, right. I love teachers very much. Right. I married one. <laughs> so Me too. Uh, I hope to be one. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys know. So I, I really care about this because I care about teachers. And one of the, not only my wife, but one of my heroes, this man, Joe O'Cool, started the chess club to save the lives of city kids on the west side after one of his kids was shot by a stray bullet. He starts turning out city, state, national chess champions out of the west side of Chicago, out of the south side of Chicago. And then he goes, uh, dares to go to work in 2016 on the one-day strike that the CTU calls. And guess what? His checks start showing up late. Guess what? He's ostracized by all of his peers. Guess what? He gets a letter from Karen Lewis saying, give me one reason why I shouldn't expel you from this union. Um, thankfully, because of the Janice V. Afme decision, he no longer has to pay $1,300 a year to the Chicago Teachers Union. But we do this work because nobody else is going to stand up for people like Joe O'Cool. And he's a hero. Uh, and he deserves people to talk about him. It used to be a thing called newspapers, where newspaper columnists would champion the little guy. And now... The Metropolitan newspapers are nowhere to be seen on stuff like this. And you guys are. You're carrying the water. You're in front. You're standing up to these forces. And I just want to thank you. I want to thank you and all, everyone at Illinois Policy Institute, Austin, for all the work that you do and all these different issues. I just hope that uh, you can continue to carry it because basically as long as as long as in my view as long as uh, tony preckwinkle has free reign to put in the prosecutor of her choice nothing will change in cook county in chicago because without public safety we have nothing and that's my that's my beef <laughs> i'm with i'm with john uh, Austin, thanks for for doing what you guys do and you know helping keeping these stories uh, in front of lots of eyes that hopefully will enact change. And of course, always thanks for coming to the Chicago way. We appreciate. Thanks, it. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it very much. Austin, one last thing. Okay, yes, sir. besides, besides uh, picking up uh, uh, StacyDavisGates dot com, really good. I mean, Stacy. Check your GoDaddy, okay? Get involved. <laughs> Check GoDaddy. But um, how has she reacted to you guys uh, appropriating her name? I don't know if I've revealed it yet beyond this podcast. So you guys might have the scoop on that. Um, she has been, she has increasingly closed ranks. Um, she passed a resolution this, the, in the House of Delegates the last uh, last year calling Illinois Policy Institute lots of different names and stuff. Um it that just shows that we're over the target and we're being effective at telling people the truth. Right. It's not, no one, we're not scared of it because we faced all the same stuff with the Madigan work. And like, I, I, I don't know if I've told you, talked to you guys about this. I personally uh, was going to be deposed in court because of that documentary. Madigan's lawyers tried to bring me in to court in a <laughs> completely unrelated case because of that, that documentary. I was part and, of it. Uh, yeah, John, you were in it. And I yeah, did not so, I did not deny you, unlike some others. 
that's exactly I, right. And I'm eternally were, grateful to you for doing that, by the way. Others um, others denied them and said, oh, my God, I didn't know that uh, they were doing a documentary. <laughs> right. What do you mean they're filming you? They've got your, you know, you're, you're sitting there with the camera and uh, being recorded, but I didn't know what they were doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. And our, Yeah, so our job is to stand up to bullies, and we expect to be, you know, bullied in retaliation, but uh, she can't do anything to us. So um, we'll keep doing our jobs. You know, I think it's uh, the more, the more sunlight sunshine is under that rock of Stacy Davis Gates, uh, the more she doesn't like it. But uh, I, I hope that Mr. Pollock and others like his mommy who cleaned up on the, uh, on the legal fees and all that other stuff, comes out and keeps coming out anything new on all that stuff no that's uh jackson potter and robin potter, potter jackson yeah. really been sort of uh, <laughs> did i say pollock i'm you sorry have, yeah. well jackson what you, I, I get why you said pollock yeah and he's he's i i assume if jackson potter were to do art it would look not dissimilar to jackson pollock it's just sort of a spattering of, of paint. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Jackson has really been, uh, he's been sort of under the radar, but he does a lot of work within the union. We're actually doing an investigation right now in terms of how to, to see how much money has been funneled lately to his mother's law firm. Uh, as you point out correctly, John, that law firm was not doing a lot of business with the CTU before Jackson Potter's caucus took over CTU. Now they send millions of dollars there. Uh, most notably, the millions of dollars that that law firm made uh, on a class action racial discrimination lawsuit defending uh, black teachers who were fired as part of the 50 school closings. And those teachers got a pittance and uh, Robin Potter's uh, law firm got millions of dollars. So um, we're going to continue digging on that because it's, again, that is a, that's not what a, you know, some unions, there's certainly a history of corruption in unions. But if you care about teacher representation and doing that job effectively, why are you paying millions of dollars to a crony law firm to do that, right? Um, that should be done independently. Teachers should get the best possible service. And if, um, you, if you really care about day. really care about minorities, maybe you'd want them to be able to read and uh, figure, like, as to their grade level. Not asking a lot, right? Not asking totally. a lot. Totally, and, and, and giving them the option to take their children elsewhere to get educated. And in fact, the trend has been the opposite way, killing the Investing Kids Scholarship Program, and most recently, trying to wage war on selective enrollment schools generally. Well, that's yeah. Pritzker too, right? Isn't that, he's he's thrown in, Pritzker has thrown in with them, and he is like, I don't know, is he funding CT? I guess he's using, it's like a, it's like a scam where, He's using your tax dollars to fund CTU for his politics. Isn't that how it works, basically? That's, a, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, it's sort of a uh, CTU. Ultimately, every single dollar that they make came, comes from taxpayers, and it goes into Chicago public schools, and that goes into the pockets of CTU. So Pritzker completely rolled over for Stacey Davis Gates and the Chicago Teachers Union on the issue of the Investing Kids Tax Credit which helped 9,600 mostly minority low-income children across the state access schools that were best for them. He could have made two phone calls and made that happen and refused to uh, for fear of angering 
the the teachers unions. And I think he is going to look back now that the DNC is approaching uh, with regret on a decision to give them really anything they wanted. And the the image that keeps coming to mind for me with the DNC is it's like if your wealthy parents, if, you know, you've got a wealthy couple that has all their friends over for a, a really hoity-toity dinner party, and then their kids are flying up and down the stairs and smearing food on the wall and <laughs> cutlery and, you know, uh, scratching the floors. That is what the DNC in Chicago is going to be like for J.B. Pritzker. Oh, man. Going to be a crazy time to be around, that's for sure. Aye. Well, I can, I will love it, and I will I will promise that if that happens, Austin, I will take up the vice of cigar smoking again and <laughs> exhale and enjoy one fine Maduro cigar as that's going on because I don't know it just you need to savor it you know as 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 his presidential hopes. You know, they've got this senile old man in the White House now, and he's trying to, everything to prop himself up. Pritzker is, and uh, right. well, he's welcome to it. That's all. Austin, so, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Anytime. Thank you, Austin. Let's stay in touch on the other uh, Pollock stuff, okay? I, I, yeah. I, Potter stuff. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Potter, <laughs> it's easy to Potter, do. Potter. Potter. Potter Mommy and Potter Boy. Right. Austin Berg, Illinois Policy Institute, token conservative at many uh, broadcast entities, but also our friend, Policy Illinois Policy Institute. Check it out. And why don't you do yourself a favor and watch Local One, The Rise of America's Most Powerful Teachers Union, full film, which you can click on at your computer right now. Thanks for joining us, Austin. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, fellas. For Austin Berg of the Illinois Policy Institute and for Jeff Carlin, executive producer at WGN Radio, future physics teacher, friend of cats, husband to Christine, and me, John Cass, Editor-in-Chief at John Cass News, where you can always get a cup of common sense. Join us and subscribe today. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Chicago Way podcast. We'll see you again next time.